Hey everybody, welcome to the Millennium Beat. I'm your host, Kevin James. Glad that you stopped in today. Today we have an interesting show with Hannah Culver. Hannah is gonna be a missionary. She actually's done a little missionary work already. She has the desire, she's young, and it's great to see young people do some awesome things in the future. So that's pretty cool. She is the daughter of a, uh, used to be a youth pastor, and he's a traveling speaker today. And his, her mother is a worship leader for a church, has been a worship leader for a good amount of time, off and on for the last multi years. So let's get into the show, but let's first have a word from our sponsor. I would like to thank McLeod Painting Group of Vero Beach, Florida for sponsoring this week's show. They specialize in interior and exterior painting. They are licensed and insured with over 45 years of experience, expanding over three generations. Give them a call at 772-501-0324 and tell them that Kevin James sent you. Again, that number is 772-501-0324. Thanks for sticking around. If you'd like to know more about how to become a sponsor, please email me at kevinjames at themillenniumbee.com and I will fill you in on how to become a sponsor. You can also go to our website at www.tmb2000.net or themillenniumbee.com. So let's get into uh, the message, but first let's have a, a brief 60 second intro. Millennium Beat. This is your host, Kevin James. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming back. I'm in the studio today with Hannah Culver. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I was telling Hannah in the beginning, um, I've done youth, you know, I've worked with the youth and stuff like that. And uh, we've had youth in the Spanish show, but we've really not had on the English version had anybody that's youth. I say youth and um, I know females don't like telling your age, but you're young. So you yeah. usually have, don't have a problem with it. What, how old are you? Uh, I'm about to turn 20. Wow, twenty years old. I don't yeah. remember my twentieth. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I hope I don't remember mine. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, you remember certain key birthdays. Um, I don't remember my sixteenth. Yes, I do. You oh. know why I remember that? I was in school. I was a freshman in high school, and I got my learner's permit on my sixteenth birthday because the oh. school had a driver's ed program. Oh, that's nice. And they said, "Hey, you want to join?" So I actually got my learner's permit on my 16th birthday. Oh, that's nice. So I do remember that, I, and I think it was a Wednesday. I don't, I don't know why I remember that, but it, you know. Uh, and then we had to wait in Massachusetts um, six months. Mm. Then we can set up in the appointment. So it was like August sometime when I got my license. Oh, 
And I do remember going to pick up a buddy of mine and his mother wouldn't let him go with me. <laughs> I, I would not blame her. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, so. be my mama. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, I can understand it. I mean, I remember when I first started driving that um, anytime a car came at you, I slowed down and I pulled to the right a little bit. Let yeah, it pass my me. dad would always be like, "Don't pull over to the right. You got to stay to the left." Yeah, well, you, you don't want to. You get well, nervous into the other person. Yeah, you don't want to go in that. You don't want to get off into the. Yeah, but it was always weird because I was driving and a car coming. I just moved. Over. I didn't go far, but I just moved a little bit over, and then it passed, and I moved back again, and. Mm. So, I mean, you do remember some things. I yeah. just said, I remember my 16th because of the license. Yeah. My 18th, because it was like 20 below zero. I was on a golf course oh. skiing up in Massachusetts. Mm. Uh, I went and I took a bus. That's to my, nice. Yeah. It, but it was cold. Yeah. <laughs> it was very cold. And Worth it. 21st birthday? No clue. Don't no remember clue. what I was doing. Uh, I think my 24th birthday, I remember I was in Boca Raton. Florida. I was for the first time in Florida. My thirtieth, I was um, up in New Hampshire, ski working. Oh. I think no, yeah, maybe something like that. I don't know. Well, thirty was, there. Yeah, well, is that two thousand? No, that was not two thousand. It was nineteen ninety three. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and then um, my fortieth, I had I threw myself for my own birthday party. Wow. Invited everybody. And we had a roast and nice. and fiftieth um, didn't have it and my sixtieth didn't have it. I was mm -hmm. I wanted to, and the story is is um, I was going to have I wanted to have a game night here at the church and all that kind of stuff, and um, but because they're going to throw the Christmas party, he says you know last year's Christmas party was so good everybody yeah. had ball. I said I can't. My birthday is like eighteen days after um, or twenty days after Christmas. So I said, you know, people aren't going to go want to go both. So, right. I said, so I said, no, I won't have one. Now. And then they moved it to New Year's. They go, oh, we're going to have a New Year's party and we're going to have mm. a thing. And then that got canceled. Never do it on a holiday. Yeah. So so they, they, they canceled that. And then so I end up, I don't know what I did on my 60th. I, oh, I went down to Vero Beach. Oh, nice. And I had sea, I had seafood. I like seafood. Mm. There's a place in Melbourne uh, oh. called New England Eatery. It's on oh. A1A. You oh. go to Melbourne a lot. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's on A1A. And it and, uh, used to be in Palm Bay. And they moved it to the to the um, on A1A. And it's oh. so good. Mm. It has the real clams. Not the clam, clam strips that they give down here in Florida. Oh. The whole the full whole clam. Thing. Wow. And the scallops were, people that are watching or listening can't see it, but it's a, it's like a big okay sign on your hand. It's a, they, That's how big the scallops wow. were. Wow, those are huge. And the shrimp was really i mean the shrimp wasn't this little tiny right shrimp it was right the yeah. big ones it was really the, the big jumbo one. shrimp yeah <laughs> and everything was good i had cod or something like that and then that was okay yeah it, but everything else was good and they gave me a, a stuffed baked potato <gasps> oh, yes and onion rings that were like this big oh my gosh and um um, I'm, I'm probably, we're probably making people hungry here right um making me hungry. and i put it in a dish to go home and i put it on the table and my wallet, and I grabbed my wallet and walked out and got, we got in the car and a friend of mine and we just drove down the road and Aww. I go, I know I'm forgetting something. No. And I go, oh, I forgot the food. Turn back around. Well, it was just the baked potato and onion rings. Oh. Now, if it was the fish, well, it, yeah. I would have gone back. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't cheap. Yeah. <laughs> no, so it was really good. So, well, that's enough about me. Let's talk <laughs> to you. Um, that's why I had you here. Uh, I wanted to have you on here a few months ago and then we just finally get a chance to do this. Yep. When this is airing, this is probably going to be airing. Um, right now, it's March. Actually, I, 
you know, I used to be that far apart. Now I'm again close. So this is like the second week of April. Oh, okay. I think it'll be here. So it's only like a month away. So nice. So people will be listening to it. Um, so tell me about yourself. Okay. Your name is Hannah. Mm-hmm. Not Hannah. It's Hannah. Yep. Just in case I accidentally. People probably might, you know, for now. And do you ever get mixed up with like Hannah Montana or whatever oh, name? Yeah, all the time when I was younger, for sure. Yeah. Lots of Hannah Montana. Do you know where your name came from? The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. So um, you come, you come from a very... Not religious in a negative sense, yeah. but you come from a spiritual sense. Yeah. Tell me a little about your parents before mm. we get into you. Oh, they're a little crazy, but. <laughs> All right. Good. No comment. No, yeah. No comment. No comment. <laughs> no comment. Um, well, I know my dad was born and raised in Georgia and my mom, she. We won't hold that against them. No, right, right, right. Yeah. right. He's a little too close for comfort. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my mom was born up in the north. I'm not quite sure because she moved a lot when she, she was younger. So um, her dad was actually a pastor as well. So oh, I, he traveled okay. around a lot. So they they lived all the was way. It, I mean, north. you mean moved from church to church, or was he like an he evangelist? Like a, yeah, like, yeah, evangelist. Okay, pastor. so a traveling. Yeah, pastor. Yeah. Okay. So she's been. She lived in Pennsylvania and Minnesota and Colorado and places wow. like that. So That's I can't give you a. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll leave that for her story. Right. I'm just trying to get a, a, she can give you a, better. a brief view yeah. of where your parents came from. Yeah. And okay. As you said, your grandparent, grandfather was a, a pastor. Cause that's mm. you, his, you know, her I'm parents. Not, I'm not quite sure about my, my mom's father's father. Right. But yeah, yeah. I've never really heard much about that side of the family. I've heard a lot more about her aunts yeah, and yeah. mother's side. So her aunts. yeah, her aunts. You know, what's funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you see this as youth. This is you're, you're going to be turning 20 is I is lost a little bit about generational stuff. Mm-hmm. Not like it was in the Bible. That's how they passed on information. Right. Stories after stories from generation to generation. Now, we they it's, don't do that yeah you know it's a lost culture it is i mean it's exciting to see someone that's young that will care about their ancestors oh i do i do know? care about that and you know i think a lot of what we become as because of them mm-hmm. i, I mean like my family uh, i have no um other than the catholics i have no christian uh, mm. background it was me getting saved when i was 18 years old mm. then it started from there right. but like my, my parents my mother was a very strong catholic and, and i know where she is my father died unfortunately when i was young so it was a little bit different mm. but today it's lost it, yeah. it really isn't i mean i have nephews that doesn't i had niece, great nieces that didn't really even know much about me or my side of the family mm. they didn't care yeah that's kind of sad they said oh you have an uncle kevin okay yeah <laughs> they don't care <laughs> Well, it happens a lot in big families, I think. Yeah. I think it's because years ago, we all used to be in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some people in the same house. Yeah. I mean, my 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 grandfather and stuff had this house and they all grew up in the same house. They grew up and then they moved and they were oh, wow. lived all in the same neighborhood. And you, it changed over years it, yeah. because now today... Like my sister lives over on the West coast of Florida, you know, mm. and then my brother lives in South Carolina somewhere, Anderson, South Carolina, I think. Then mm. um, my other sister's up in Massachusetts, yeah. and, you know. Hey, the West coast is close now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, you got to remember my, oh, you don't know this, but we will, we will in a second. My sister used to live upstairs above me. Oh. So her kids grew up. It's like knowing. You know, knowing me. Yeah. Just like right now, um, they, they actually, he bought a house, my nephew, has a couple kids. Actually, one just got married. Actually, 
she is older than you because you're going to be 20. She is now going to be 23 in, oh, okay. in September because she was born in 2000. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, um, but my point was, is my niece, which is my brother, my nephew's sister lives downstairs. So they, she's growing up with them. But me, I've only seen them a few times. Yeah. You know, so we, we kind of lost that. So going Going back to your story um, with your parents and stuff like father from Georgia, your mother's traveled a lot. Your father is, a, is a, is he has been a pastor. Yeah. Um, he's been He's a traveling. I, I always forget that word that they call it. Um, he, he used it. So he knows what he is. Right. He knows. At least he knows. It, it, inger, not ingrid. It's, it's. When itinerary preacher or something, oh, I call like it. A scheduled. Yeah, that he goes and he speaks right. in different places yeah. and stuff like that, and he's very gifted in the in the prophetic prophet yeah. world. Um, and your mother is a worship leader mm -hmm. for Identity Church in she's Deltona, a, Florida. She's been a worship leader for a long time. So, so she was before she even came here. Oh yeah, so. way before that. Yeah. Right. So so you have that background. Um, <laughs> what did I say? Okay, what was it like growing up as a young girl in that household? Um, well, <laughs> a lot of things have changed recently. Like we get older, and well, yeah, you know, healing and stuff like that from outside things right. and in inside things. I think every family has, you know, their oh, own, yeah. their own little tips. <laughs> Before we go a little deeper into that, um, let's talk about your siblings oh okay, you're the oldest yes of five uh, of five yeah five because yeah i remember wasn't your dad used to say i used to have five kids under five yep. or something, uh, some, yeah that's something it like that. I, me and the youngest are five years apart so okay yeah so it goes you as almost 20 yes then you have your next my, sibling. my brother 18 18 now mm -hmm. is that the one that's going in the military yes in the navy yes all right uh -huh. uh, jonah right mm -hmm. yeah named after the guy in the fish yes another bible <laughs> another, bible. Oh, another bible so you have okay hannah and jonah and then okay then this is the twins yes the twins gracie and judah grace i think they're 16 are they not okay i think 16 17 this year wow your dad yeah, is probably listening yeah, 17 because we're three years apart all right me and the twins all right. And then the youngest is Noah. Noah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another Bible. Oh, look, a, a it's pattern. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just like a pattern. Well, Gracie's not. I mean, I don't think Grace. that's Grace. Okay, Grace. Grace yeah. yeah. They kind of made it more. And what was the other one, Grace and? Judah. Judah. Okay, yeah. Judah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so your your dad and mother just like, okay. Yeah, Bible, you can okay. see what they love. You yeah, know? <laughs> which is good. Which is which is good. So, um, okay. So that's, you said 20 and the youngest is? Uh. 15? 15. So there's only, you're right, five years difference. Now, that's not too bad. Mm -hmm. See, with my family, I'm the youngest, and my sister's 12 years older than me. Oh, wow. And then there was like, and then between me and my brother, six years. Then from there was, you know, you know I can't remember. You know, so six, so half is 12 is six. Yeah. So from him to her is six, but there was two other people in the middle there. Oh. So it was like, kid, 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 kid. Break. Break <laughs> me. I always used to say in my family, I grew up an only child of five. Oh. Because when I. They're already out of the house. They're already out of the house. When my nice. sister was taking care of me when I was born because she was 12, oh, 13 years old. Yeah. And her pet peeve was, they go, oh, he's a cute little kid. Is he yours? No, he's my brother. <laughs> I always tell that story. She, you should have made her a shirt. Yeah, I know. Yeah. This is not my kid. This is my brother. <laughs> that would have been a good shirt. But yeah, yeah I mean, uh, she took care of me for a while and. Her husband, um, at that time, boyfriend, and became fiance. Aww. They were um, 
you know, because again, she was, you know, 12, 13, you know, I was always around. Yeah. Sometimes I know my brother more than I know my own brother because mm, he's, yeah, he's been around closer. since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. So you grew up now. Did you grow up close to your siblings? I think we always grew up close, but we always we had big differences when we were personality younger. wise. Yeah, personalities were a lot stronger when we were younger. Uh, but as we got older, we kind of like banded together. Okay. We moved a lot, so that kind of made us. Mm-hmm. Stick now, speaking together. of moving, you were from you were in Georgia before you moved to Florida. Yes, yeah, so I was born there, and I've been here for seven. So it's not been seven. It's what been five years, maybe? Yeah, five about five, five years. Mm-hmm. Time flies because I, I just remember. I don't remember you guys because, again, I, I don't really deal with the youth and deal with videos and yeah. stuff. But I do remember your dad coming in and preaching. Yeah. You know, I, um, but that was like five years ago. Wow. Know. You know, so, um, so, so, so <laughs> typical, oh, like I'm closer to my sister, my oldest sister, than I am my other brother and my, my other sister. Right. It's just the way it is. You right. Know, some, that's how families Yeah. Are, some so. people click. Some people So are, out of the other four, is there any, well, some of them, two of them are twins. Is there any of them? I mean, I don't want to put them on it. Put you on the spot here. <laughs> well, we can. This is my favorite kid, brother. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you who's my favorite. <laughs> okay. Um, my favorite right now is my sister. Um, mainly because we're just yeah, Grace. Okay. Yeah, we're just the only two girls, so uh, we share a room. So we're we're close in that. We shared a room for a long time, but um, I think just because like we're closer in age now and like mentally, we right. just click a little bit better than the boys. Okay. But when I was younger, I wasn't really close with. Any of my siblings, because they kind of yeah. got on my nerves. They got on your nerves. So, <laughs> well, at least, oh, well, especially boys, they can really. Yeah, get they're on hard your to get along with. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're yeah. a little rough. Yeah. See, as I said, I was the only child. I mean, not the only child. I'm mean, the youngest child. So I, you know, my brother, when he was six years older than me, he had the room. We had a. a three-decker house and oh, well, yeah. and it, at one time was owned by a banker so they had an upper room then had a middle room for a maid and then our rooms downstairs mm-hmm. so when he got his age he got the big room it was like living on his own oh, up, oh, up on the like third floor the yeah i mean he didn't have a bathroom and he still had to come down and do that kind of stuff but yeah. but uh he, you know so and i got along with my other brother who unfortunately passed away when i was i think like 12 or something like that oh. you know so but um but siblings, yes, they can be a pain. Yeah. So now that you're getting older, they are, are you know, a little bit more tolerable. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you know, so. It's it, the same. Right. All of us, yeah. All right. So so we know kind of a little bit what was life growing up with your your, your four brothers and sisters. Sister. Yeah. Sister. Yeah. There's three boys and one girl. Yes. And then yeah. you. Yeah. So actually, it's well, two she, girls and three boys. She's pretty much a tomboy at this. She's always been like that. She was closer to my um Second old, third oldest brother, not okay. her twin, but not the youngest, but right. second, second from the bottom. They were really close. I think they have similar personality and like interests okay. and stuff. So they were closer when they were younger, really close. Okay. So she kind of grew up with that kind of like image, and so mm-hmm. she's she's like our fourth brother. So. <laughs> not That's in a rude way. I know. She's feminine I, and yeah. All yeah. Good, she, but, right. But she's you know still. But she's like rough. Rough. Know? Yeah. She's not a little. She, she she's not a, what they call a dainty. Yeah. You know, a, a fur. Tomboy. You know, she's a fluffy girl. You yeah, know, like, yeah. You know, like I can't get my. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. Yeah, right. She's yeah. Not, she's just not cool. that type. Yeah. So, let's talk a little bit about your your life. From the time you were born, and we talked about your siblings and stuff like that, and and you grew up in a home that your your mother is a um, worship leader, mm-hmm. um, your dad is a, a prophet, a prophetic person, a speaker, travels and does some stuff. Mm-hmm. What was life on the 
Christian side of, of life? Because I know they were Christians, but what about you? Mm. What was happening? I mean, you weren't born just because you come from a parent that's Christian doesn't make you a Christian. Yeah. You have to decide that on you. So tell us a little bit about that journey that from the time that you were born and became aware of stuff, what was it like? What was going on in your head? What made you make the decision to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Mm, well, I know when I was growing up, we, I, when I was, what I was born into was my parents had been doing uh, a no media fast for up to like maybe three or five years before I was born. Okay. So I was born into that. Like they, if you know, like international um, house of prayer. IHOP. Yeah. So yeah. they watched uh, that Kansas was literally, City. Yeah, they yeah. literally all they watched. Right. Um, and then they, <clears throat> excuse me, they read their Bible and that's pretty much all they did. Okay. So I was born into that kind of atmosphere. Hmm. Um, so when I was younger, it was a lot of spiritual activity because okay. that's all they fed off of. There right. wasn't nothing else for them to get distracted by or like allow into their house. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't remember too much, but I've seen pictures and I've seen like I've heard stories and stuff like that of a lot of like angelic activity. And I feel like as I get older, I have those. I'm not like when I was growing up, I wasn't afraid of stuff like that right. happening. I was more accustomed to it. I think it was natural. Right. I was born. It was a natural reaction, like born, being right. born into something like that. So lots of spiritual activity. Um, I don't remember much about the place I was born, you know, cause right. I was so young yeah. and it wasn't long and we moved and we moved a lot. So it, there's not a lot of like time for me to places get used that you to. put your roots down. Right. And like, yeah. so, but, um, so when you're moving so much, there's not a lot of stories that I can remember of like mm -hmm. being in a house and, you know, like what did the walls look like and what did, what happened in the kitchen and that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, when you travel like that, I, I mean, I understand when I was a kid, I could remember things like my mother almost burning down the house because you left the candle right, burning right. and it melted the plastic and everything was soot everywhere. Wow. Those yeah. kind of things yeah. I remember right. because I lived in that house. I don't know, many years. Yeah. I mean, I've, you know, but since then I've lived in, you know, right. but same way, you yeah. know, once you travel like that, it's hard to, to yeah. remember. I think and, like, um, it's for instance like that you can remember that happening like right. what was what was like like the stages after that and the stages happening while it was going on but when you're moving it's kind of less like the stages of what it was like in the house but like the core memories of what what it was like in the house so like like for instance when i was maybe like 5 or 6 um, we lived on this house on a hill and my mom had all the windows and doors open because it was nice outside and a hummingbird came and flew into the house <laughs> and she grabbed the broom and she was like, get out of the house, and, like smacking at it. It was and, better than a bat and we right. didn't fly in our house. And we didn't live, yeah, exactly. And it we didn't live in there that long, but just because that was such like a core memory a with vivid me. memory. Yeah. Of, so yeah. I just remember it like very strongly. It's funny how we remember things. It's like when you, I mean, we'll get into the spiritual good stuff. Yeah. I remember... I was a kid. I don't know how old I was. I know I, I was sleeping in a bunk bed and I must have just watched The Wizard of Oz. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So the scarecrow came after me. I mean, I literally remember looking up and the scarecrow was standing at my door. Yeah. And it, what do kids do? They put their sheets over their head. Yeah. And I could feel straw. Oh, no. <laughs> going on my on my it was not there, but it was like literally I could still see I kids could, imagination. I could still see it right now. Yeah. I mean, I could see the, the place I was, the bedroom I was in, where the bed was. It was yeah. a bunk bed. I don't know why I had bunk beds. For some beds, reason, it, was, it just sets in with it, you. Yeah, the yeah. things like that set in. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's just, 
you know, certain memories. Interesting memories we choose to keep. Yeah, yeah. It's weird how they, it's like, it's like they're stamped into our brain. Right. You know, I mean, you know, good or bad. Impact, yeah. You know, um, let's talk a little bit about while we're talking about young spiritual, not the negative demonic <laughs> thing. It's, the, oh, yeah. I don't want to try. I want to accent that. I want to accent the positive. Oh boy. Could you remember anything when you were younger? Cause you said you came into a very spiritual, um, world in a sense when you were born and, and things like that. Yeah. Do you remember any encounters that you had, um, at, at a young age? Uh, nothing major. I, I don't really remember like too much. I think I was just fighting to like, yeah. to you know, in a big house and like lots going on, you're kind of just fighting to like stay alive. Stay and, alive. Like, <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, I don't understand that because again, as I said, I grew up a only child of five, right. but I was at the bottom. Everybody else was out of the house. Right. I mean, as I said, when I was 12, my sister was married and she was 20, you know, 12 and 12 was 24. So she's 24. Yeah. You know, she so, was gone. Yeah. And then my other sister was right after, right before, you know, probably 22 or 23. Yeah. And then my brother was, tw you know, six years. So right. he was tw uh, 18. Right. He, you know, he was gone. Yeah. So I was home by myself. Yeah. So you had time to like. So as I said, that's why I always say I was an only child of five because yeah. I really didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, with those people. Right. <laughs> those people. Those people. The distance. So, all right. Well, you know, as I said, you don't, you know. Well, I mean, but uh, nothing like crazy. Like, I can't, if there were dreams or there were times that he was speaking to me, I think that it kind of just fell back into the back of my mind because mm -hmm. I can, I can remember his presence. God, I'm going right. to clarify that. Clarify it. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> I can remember his presence in my household, but I think it was just like the stress of being born into such a big family and right. like so much was happening with, I think spirituality, we always kind of had like a sensitive mm -hmm. spirit. So like if there was something off about like what was going in in the house or what was going outside, like, in like with my parents relationships with people or like people's relationships with us i i think we were all kind of sensitive to that so it kind of got lost into that like you know making sure like like what's going on you want to stay on track and kind of stuff like that um but i do remember like my first angel that i saw um i think i was maybe eight i know i was in about third grade so around that time um it's all kind of glumped together i'm, ju I'm just 10 throughout the whole thing that's fine um, but I think we were in the hallway. I mean, it wasn't really a hall. We called it a ha because it wasn't like a long hallway. It was like a half so, a hallway. So, so it didn't get the privilege of having <laughs> no, the L's. It, it was the ha. It was so a ha. We still refer to it. If it was longer, it would have been the hall. The hall. Yeah. And yeah then, but it was the hall. Uh, it was so a ha. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was walking and I saw like a glimpse of a white just going along the the base of like the like the the floor so i remember that i didn't hear nothing i didn't like feel nothing but i saw it and i've seen like angels around the car and stuff like that and that kind of thing but nothing like you know like if you ever talk to my dad he can oh he yeah has a more mature spirit a spiritual kind of yeah well so. it's funny how you talked about that that is like i understand with your dad's story and stuff like that I um, I wish I could say I could see angels, and I I don't think I recall in my sixty years of recalling angels. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, because of an intercessor and a prayer, 
a warrior and stuff like that, I have seen demonic world quite often. I yeah. can look out. I've seen it. In, I can still see it in my head. One time I was looking out at a mall and, and then there was demonic forces that were tall, all covered in black. And they were walking and they had their hand on the person's shoulder and they were following them. Oh, wow. I could see that. And the few times I've sensed, you know, I've seen buildings that I was praying for that I could see the demonic forces that were in there and, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So there's, um, you know, so I remember those things. Um, do you recall, and I'll give you an example with my story and then you can okay. help you. Prophetically, I could remember my first prophetic dream that mm. stands out. Um, I was going to a church in Wellesley, Massachusetts. It was run by a millionaire from Amway. And his the pastor was from Bangor, Maine or somewhere in Maine. Yeah. Had a dream that night that he wasn't going to show up and I was going to preach. Mm. I mean, I'm probably 18, 19 years old or something like that. So yeah, um, didn't tell anybody. And um, I got to church and the, one of the ladies, I, I don't know who she was, a friend or somebody that was just going there, said to me, it looks like his name was Ted. Oh, it looks like Pastor Ted's not going to be here today, Kev. It looks like you're going to end up preaching. <laughs> and it was exactly the dream. And I end up did preaching about relationship and for... Um, I don't know, 15 minutes. And then he finally showed up because it was like a two or three hour drive from his house to the church. Oh, wow. So he drove away to preach, but it was interesting that that story still stands out in my mind. And that was, that was the first prophetic thing that I started, you know, getting aware that I was prophetic, but you got to remember, I just became a Christian when I was 18 years old. So, so, um, so, so when was it, I always say, when did you sign the dotted line? When did you really say, was it gradually or did you just, was there a clear moment? Do you remember that? Because a lot of times I remember when I accepted Christ. I remember when I, I can't tell you the date or time of the baptism, when I was baptized in a swimming pool, Yeah. but I can tell you where it was, but I don't remember. Like what happened? I mean, I could, where, it was at some hotel in um, New Hampshire or something like that. We were at, at Amway thing. And yeah. I, I, it was 1981 November, uh, Labor Day weekend that I accepted Jesus as mm-hmm. Lord and Savior. So do you remember the date or does it, is it all blurred together? I want to say both because I remember being baptized and I think I was baptized twice. Okay. So that's kind of interesting. <laughs> like I know I'm like a Christian baptist, not a Catholic baptist. No, no, no. no like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like a, like, yeah, uh, I was baptized church. when I was a baby because I was a Catholic. Mm, so they gotcha. sprinkled, I, I got sprinkled on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, little, you know, <laughs> yeah. You dip know. the holy one. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, you know, not like, you know, today where they have the tubs and the pools. Right. And, Stuff like that. I think I would like to be rebaptized because um, the church we went to, they were a very religious kind of like, okay, not in a healthy way. Yeah. It was more of a much Rule, show. Were basically rules and regulations. Yeah, so it was a, it was definitely a show production for them. Um, and That's I didn't, bad. yeah, I didn't realize it until I got older because I was like ten, so I was just like, okay, let me just hang out with my friends, you know. And the church was huge, so we played like a lot of hide and seek and that kind of stuff. Um, so that was my like. I'm not used church. to big churches. I think the biggest I've ever been to is like a thousand seater. Oh, I think I think ours was as a main church. I, I think say. ours was like three thousand, five thousand. So they was a it was, was a, a mega size. church if you yeah. it had its own lot. I've houses. been to churches like I've been to Rodney Howard Brown's church. I've been over the one over in Fort Myers because uh, there's a thing called Master's Commission. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Yeah. Basically, it's like Morning Star. Oh, okay. Kind of like that, but it's a lot of college age career. You go work for a church and you do stuff and mission trips and oh, stuff like that. Okay, I gotcha. It's it's now they do it. It's is um 
Uh, circuit riders. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Circuit riders is they did the is, garage session. Yeah, and um, my friend Lucas um, is uh, in the circuit riders, and he's a worship leader in Hawaii. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he teaches worship leaders and circuit riders and stuff like that. Uh, so. Okay, awesome. But we remember those kind of things, you know, the baptism and you know the day yeah. that we accepted. It was a the big Lord. deal for that church. Uh, yeah, the whole we did it. They had the bathtub in the sanctuary, mm-hmm. and there was two balcony like sanctuary. Oh wow! So like everyone's like up in the balcony <laughs> watching you, and your parents are right there, and like wow. they have like the choir going, and you're just like, what is going on? It's a very big like production. They got people oh, in wow. the back, and there's like a door leading out. And, yeah, it was um. Yeah, that's it's a lot. That's a lot. And I'm just ten, like um, my parents yeah. want me to do this. I don't this, even remember being ten, so know? I can't tell you anything going on then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. I mean, not because it was 40, uh, 50 years ago, but it's just nothing really stood out. I mean, yeah. other than I had a birthday party and nobody showed up. I remember that. Yeah, but that was a dramatic, a dramatic thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. things like that. But, but again, I from zero to eighteen. I was a Catholic, but I didn't really have a relationship with Christ. Right. So all that kind of stuff and all the way through high school, I mean, it was basically almost my whole high school yeah. before I began. No, actually it was, a, no, I was a freshman. I was 16. So it was probably my senior year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well 81 because I graduated in 82. So yeah. Oh, okay. So, all right. So you kind of blended in and I understand that. Yeah. So. I mean, I do remember my father like setting me down when I was maybe like 12, 13. Okay. And he was like. Listen, you can't have a relationship with me or with the Lord through me. Right. So he's, he basically, he sat me and my brother down. We were both around, we were like 13 and 12. And he's like, y'all are getting to the point where you're making your own minds up about things. You have your own opinions, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, I'm just thinking that what is funny, um, not to cut you off there, but, but, um, you think about it in America, like, oh, you're young. You're only 12 or 13. Right. But in the old days, in, in the days of Jesus and Mary and Joseph, uh, Mary was probably, what, 13 years old mm-hmm. when she had when yeah. she had Jesus. The coming of age. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's not like when we here in America, we still think you're, that's why some terminology I'll never, that is, you're not like a teenager. You they consider you a teenager, but you're a young adult. Yeah. You know, you just, you're not an adult. You're not a kid. Right. You know, at that 13, I mean, a lot of people uh, and in a lot of cultures, uh, you become a man at 13 and right. a woman at 13. Yeah. You know, I don't think the the time he chose was kind of random because it felt random to me. But because it probably felt random to me, it's because he was planning it. Right. And he didn't let us know like this was going <laughs> to be happening. But, yeah, he just sent us down was like, you can't you can come to church with us, but you can't let your relationship with God you know, be through me. Like you right. can't let my salvation be your salvation. Right. And There's so, no grandchildren in, right. in the, in the, in the, in the, right. the heavenly so realm like, there. You're going to have to start praying on your own, start cultivating your relationship with God on your own and establish the communication with him um, on your own. You know, I can pray for you and we can have like sit downs and we can do that kind of thing and have a communion with each other. But you can only have your relationship with God. Right. You know, separate from right. mine. Right, so. because there's no grandchildren. Right. God doesn't have grandchildren. He only has children. So I would say that's the time that I okay. kind of started, like, thinking about that. And well, we, we know for sure. I mean, I don't know a lot about you. I mean, I, as I said, I'm, I'm working a lot, and I don't really pay attention to a lot of stuff that yeah. goes on. Yeah. Even though I see things, I just don't. I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> but I do know that it was a right decision because I know a little bit about your life and what you've done a little bit so far. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that in a few minutes, but, but 
so that was a that was a good thing. So yeah. Ron, Very Stephanie, good. two thumbs <laughs> one, up. Yeah, one star for you. <laughs> yeah, one star for you, but you did a really good job. Getting, you're getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> so okay, so so you kind of went into that. You kind of had that talk. Uh, was it your both your parents or just your dad? Yeah, I remember my mom said S- some said stuff too. There, yeah. Okay, so she, she, she was there. She was in agreement. She was, well, it was good. <laughs> yeah, glad they're on the same page. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad they're on the same page. Right. Um, okay, so things started changing. Um, in that sense, but where did you really start feeling? Because the spirit started to fill you and started. Did you start sensing some things, or, or are you still because you're a kid? You know, I, did, did nothing changed for a little while. <laughs> nothing changed for nothing, a very long, very time. long time. I think um, I was just. I don't know. I didn't give it. I don't give much thought into things. I kind of just right. do it. You just know, do when it. I feel like it. Um, if there's important, I mean, it is. I'm not saying it's not important, but. When you're a kid, it's hard to grasp that. Right. Like you, I don't really start understanding like the pastor speaking until maybe like three years ago, you know, like actually fully understanding what he's saying and like being like, yes, okay, I get it. It's revelation. It's funny. I was just watching Chosen, the, mo- the oh, series, yeah. uh-huh. and I, I have the first season on Blu-ray. So I'm watching every episode. Nice. I was watching an episode with Peter. I don't remember the title. It was like uh, the build this house on this rock or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So Peter was out there trying to get fishing uh-huh. and he couldn't get um, any fish. Yeah. But he was kind of making a deal with the, the Romans mm. to, to trade in. Some, oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize this. Now, whether this is biblical or if this was just added something like that Jerry Jang is like added spice. to it. Yeah. Is Peter, the Roman was mad that he kind of didn't tell him on his, his fellow fishermen because mm-hmm. he kind of said, oh, yeah, no, we didn't hit a, they hit a sandbar and he was mad. So the, the Roman was mad. So he cut his ear. Mm. I go, hmm. Because if you jump forward, we, which we don't know in the videos yet, but we know in the Bible, when Jesus was taken, what did Peter do to the he Roman? He's cut his ear. Mm. So, you know, whether that's something that um, – Dallas added mm-hmm. or if it's something where they found in scripture yeah. that, you know, but that brought that back together again, right. you know, something, but again, it was like an aha moment. Right. Oh, I never realized that before. Yeah. So you're, you're starting to have those type of moments. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. yeah. You know, it kind of, this, oh yeah, that, that's kind of sinking in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that revelation. Right. I, I, re- I go back to my thoughts a lot, like my memories Mm-hmm. A lot recently, okay. especially since my, my trip, um, I've been like, um, seeing the foreshadowing of things. So it's very, I like it. It's kind of God's way of talking to me. He's bringing back things that I remember and be like, I already spoke this into your life, right. like way before he, then. And he, he brings it back to your forefront. Put into. Yeah. Life he's planted now. a seed and now yeah. he, he's like, hey, remember that? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, huh, look okay. at this, you know? All right. So you, so those are the kind of things that are happening. You're, you're getting a spiritual sense on aha moments of things you're growing and, and stuff like that. Where, what else was God doing in your life? And, you know, as I said, we're not, we're not talking many years. We're talking less than 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the path a little bit like? I mean, because oh, you said for a while there you down, weren't up down. Up down. <laughs> you're i mean I hate this i'm not saying a typical teenager right because in our world i mean what teenagers have fun yeah. they like doing stuff they they go out Very with their conflicted fr- yes yeah. um, i mean there were also we talk about hormone changes and stuff like that yeah got that going on and, and also other things yeah you know it, it is um again i was 18 so i was already past that stage right you know uh, I also hung around 18 to something. I was hanging around millionaires. Yeah. 
it, I didn't really hang around. I didn't party. I didn't do all this kind of right, stuff. Right, me too. So it's, you know, it's it wasn't in my nature. Yeah. And even today, it still isn't. Yeah. You know? I don't, I'm not much of a partier either. And, yeah. <laughs> but I did, I did have, like, my own personal preferences or, mm-hmm. like, interests. Okay. That... That I didn't line up with God's will of what he wanted done. Uh-huh. But I think I think that was just me like getting it all out. Right. <laughs> just like get it all out. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I'm sure God was like, come on, like, you know, I got plans for you. Like, right. you know, you know, get on it. But I think I'm not saying it was good that I was rebellious. I'm putting yeah. up air quotes. Put but, it in quotes, yeah. But you know, having my own interest, it kind of it did allow me to cultivate my own type of personality. So I think there was some good. You are you. Yeah. You're not Stephanie. You're not Ron. Right. You're Hannah. So I think that there was some good things in that, but that's good. Yeah. All right. So where did you really start sensing? Cause I know what I can see it prophetically there. There was a call on your life that, you know, I mean, at a young age, when did you really start sensing it? I'm sure you have sensed it. Uh, I've sensed it for a long time. Right. I got I got a lot of words when I was younger, like baby. Because you, you know? were in that right. realm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I got lots of words and I think that was always kind of spoken into my life. And we, I was always in the church. So there was always people that were being prophetic in that mm-hmm. and always saying stuff like, you know, this is what he's going to do with you. And this is where he's taking you. And, but personally. Can I, that also annoy the heck out of you? Oh yeah, for sure. I think there was a, there was a season not too long ago where I was like, I don't want no one praying for me. I don't <laughs> want anyone telling me where I'm going to be or go or what he's planning for me. I just want right. silence. <laughs> I want quiet. You want him actually. To uh, how about, how about I tell you something right. kind of moment? So yeah. Yeah. That's sure. interesting. I, I speaking of that, I remember I was at Rip Morningstar. You've heard of Morningstar. Oh right? yeah, yeah. My parents. Yeah. yeah I, I Rick Joyner's kid. We went to a prophetic group. And I, um, and they had, you know, it was all adults and then had a couple of young people and Rick Jarner's daughter was in there. And okay. so they gave words and they, you know, I, I go, thank you very much. I said, you know, this is not normal protocol, but can I give you a word? <laughs> I don't remember what the word was. But she liked that. But it was like different, you know, it was, you know, uh, I was here to receive a word, but then also God gave me a word for them. So it's, it's, um, it was interesting. So so basically, you're getting a lot of words because you're in that environment. Say again, I was young, so I didn't get that. I didn't get those. Things. Yeah, I uh, was not in. You know, not no Catholic priest. Get, you know, had a word for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Other than is, I became a Christian, and they wanted me to teach. They call it catechism or CCD. Ah. It's a train. It's a big Bible study. Oh, okay. They wanted me to teach it, and I go, I don't mm. think you would really agree with all <laughs> the things I, was I agree. Very much. <laughs> no. Well, it's not that. Is I became a born again believer, and, and, and it was different than the Catholic Church. Catholic mm-hmm. Church was a lot at that. My church, I don't know, can't speak for all Catholic churches. Yeah. Was the 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 priest was the speaker, you were the listener, and that was it. There was no relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus was the guy was on the cross, the yeah, through the preacher, and yeah. yeah, and it's the way you had to learn. Yeah. So, and and as a Christian, I was growing, you know, mm-hmm. I still was young and I still was learning, but I knew something was different, and I didn't think I needed to be yeah. teaching because we'd have a problem. It's so hard for me to understand because I I feel like I can be a very open minded person. Mm-hmm. I can. It's easy for me to put myself in other people's shoes, like right. and understand where they come from. But I don't know. There's, there's when I grew up in such like that kind of state for so long. I think it's hard for me to like mm-hmm. fully understand like how that right affects a person or how that actually you know transcribed. So it's it's very interesting. Like I I wanted 
later but i would like to like hear more about that kind of person like because like you're saying you know when did that start for you or when did when did you feel that it's like it's always kind of been there you know well you grew up in a different environment yeah i grew up as a catholic little boy actually i was an altar boy Oh, okay. You know, I mean, so, and I, again, I didn't accept Christ until I went to an Amway convention who had a Sunday service. And for some reason, I went down. You know, I had a yeah. call to go down yeah. at 18 years old, or so. Actually, I probably was 17 because I became 18 in January. So, but still, it, it was different than, you know, my parents weren't pastors. They weren't, I didn't grow up in that realm. Yeah. Didn't have a lot of religious other than Catholic background. Right. So, I mean, we're just two different environments yeah. and, and we're raised two different ways. I mean, yeah. you know, my, mine was wrong or mine was right. Yours were right or it was wrong. Right, no. It was just two different environments. Yeah. Yours worked out great for you, <laughs> you know, and hopefully it worked we'll out. See. <laughs> well, I think it's it does. Going good so far. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, so you're going in that transition and we talked about, you know, your baptism and your acceptance and how it went over time. Yeah. Um, and we talked a little bit about, um, you know, when you kind of felt God calling, you had words. Um, but when was it the aha moment mm. that you really, the light went on and it's almost like a career, like, okay, I am going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a nurse. I, mm. I, this is what I wanted to be. So in the Christian world, when did you really feel, when did that light bulb go on that, because you basically are called to be a missionary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when did that light missionary light turn on? Very recently. Just recently. Okay. Oh yeah. Very, very recently. Um, just this past year when I took my big trip to Turkey, um, I did have a previous missionary trip, a little, I would like to call it my, my dip in my toe in kind right. of moment um, with Karen goes to our church. Right. Um, we took a trip to Haiti for eight days. Oh, did you? Okay. Yes. I think that was 2019. Well, was it right before the pandemic? Yes, it was. Because the pandemic is twenty COVID nineteen. It's my tenth grade year, so I remember the I remember the, what grade right. I was in, but I don't remember the exact year. But if, if it had to be before the pandemic, maybe twenty seventeen. What, what was May? I June. June. Okay, guys. So the pandemic started January or February so of the next year. So it could have been twenty nineteen. Must have been twenty seventeen. Because I remember it wasn't close to the pandemic. Okay. Cause yeah, because was... the pandemic threw everybody all flights, everybody not traveling yeah. for almost three years. Yeah. I would say 2017, 2018. Okay. That would be my rough. I, I do recall something of it, but again, yeah. I wasn't paying. Right. It was it was a youth group thing. Yeah. My second brother. Okay. And um, two of our friends, a family that all went, went to our church as well. And you went so to it was the, Yes. It was the four of us. Eight days. Wow. Um, With Miss Karen. So, so that was the... um. Kind of the, the fire starter. Yeah. Um, that trip was... It planted the seed. Yes. I, I enjoyed it. It was definitely very like what you would think of as a missions trip. Mm -hmm. It was very like... Um, you weren't staying in a five-star suite hotel. No, we were staying on a compound. No okay. air conditioning. Eesh. Yeah. It, luckily, it was a good time of year. It wasn't right. humid like it is yeah. uh, here. See, so. I wouldn't do... I, I, I'm called the missions a little bit, but domestically in the yeah. United States. <laughs> Definitely uh, not me. <laughs> I, I don't have the, uh, I mean, the bugs and the, you know, right. the, the AC. The wiring. And the, and and the, uh, yeah. I just, I don't like, I don't even like Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I like right now, what is it? Uh, it's 58 degrees outside. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just when I get the coach, it's going to be nice because I, 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 
I always say when I retire, if I ever do retire, uh, I'm going to move like to North Carolina or Tennessee. Oh, nice. I, I would love Tennessee. Yeah. I, actually, I'm going to go up to a few times once I get the coaches. I'm going to take some vacations to Gatlinburg. Yeah. Or Pigeon Forge. Oh, nice. Because I want to go to Dollywood. And yeah. I've been by it, but I've never been there. And I've been to Gatlinburg, I think, once Check or it twice. Check the list. Yeah. I've been to Nashville. I like Nashville, but Nashville's a big city. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. But I can go somewhere with a coach, stay near, and then Uber it in or take a trolley into mm -hmm. the Dollywood and stuff. But, mm -hmm. but that'd be fun. You know, my mission is, 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 is domestic. I, I definitely, you know, we have, you know, I have a call for that, I guess, you know, this is a mission sorry, yeah. mission right here. Just talking. Yep. Um, and I don't even have to leave my city. Yeah. <laughs> and then once I get the coach, we'll be sitting in the coach like in a couch situation, having a conversation with people, just nice. pull it up and just sit and have a conversation. Yeah. Is that my phone? Oh. I don't know what it, oh, it was. Probably my watch. Oh, my watch started talking to me. <laughs> it's like it heard missions or something. Yeah. It's like, stop, stop listening to me. <laughs> but, um, you know, so you got that bug. Yeah. And, um, well, what would you say really was the, the aha moment of that? What, what drew you? I know that's a hard question. My parents drew me. <laughs> no, I mean, what, cause missions is, you got to have a call for it. I oh, mean, yeah. cause it, it's like some people aren't called. Some I mean, I'm not called to go to Africa or yeah. I can't close to going to Costa Rica. I got my passport, which actually probably is probably expired. Oh, now, yeah. Because I mean, I've been here for seven years. So it was, yeah, it's probably 2010. This is 2023. So that was like 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I almost went to Costa Rica. I had the, the deposit and then the trip was canceled. So oh. I never went. But um, redemption. Gotta get that. Yeah. But my missions is, is at the United States. Um, one of the things I want to do, and I've talked to Pastor Ken and Pastor Lou and, and about dealing with the community is we want to fill the coach up with food and we can go to a neighborhood. We can go to here, park it, uh, put the music on, have a, uh, one of those like karaoke, karaoke. I always call it karaoke, but it's karaoke, whatever they call that thing. Uh, karaoke. Karaoke. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, you know, machines so people could preach and, and then we can, we'll make some hamburgers and hot dogs and but yeah. we can go to places. Yeah. Um, and also if there's a disaster, say like there's a hurricane in, in Southern Florida, mm. we can load up the coach with food and water yeah. and saws and chainsaws and stuff like that. Right. Go down there, a couple of people from the church yeah. or the community and go and help. So that's where I'm led to do, Yeah. you know, and then this sharing the, you know, yeah. people throughout the world hey well if there's everybody's out there you know we need people here so right we you know we, yeah we need uh, so all right so there wasn't any particular other than your mother and you know yeah i wouldn't say it started there but that's kind of where i was like it, he definitely god was like okay this is what it's gonna this mm -hmm. is kind of like let me show you a little show bit a little. um but i feel like that's being in haiti was a very drastic mm -hmm situation okay um i know a lot of people choose to go into fields like that where it's very like tough mm -hmm. um i don't feel like i'm cut out to be in that tough environment okay um but i'm open to anywhere i do have my heart on places but when i went to turkey that was not anywhere on my list, list. at all i i honestly didn't even think of it as like an option but when i went there it was like very toned down mm -hmm. a lot of it was it was almost like a culture shock not being there but the difference between like the night and day of turkey and mm. haiti right and i was in a very like updated part of turkey i was in istanbul so it was very modern and okay the city right so i wasn't anywhere where 
I mean, if you went 30 minutes outside of Istanbul, you would see third world stuff. Well, it was like, it's like it Costa Rica. Effort, Some yeah. of it is very, you know, beachy. And same, right. same with Mexico. You know, some of it is very, right. but then there's a very desolate, very, yeah. uh, where like Rodney goes to, you know, yeah. where the people are living in dumps, yeah. stuff like that. So every country, even the United States has that, Yeah, you know, I mean, you know. All right, so you so you get in the, you got the bug. Um, so what's happening right now? Let's bring it to to now. Um, what's going on in your head? You know, some of the plans that you know God has put in there. What you're doing um, as your life? You're living still living at home. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you really see you're doing right now? Mm, right now is very up to him. Yeah. I'm not great on making decisions, but. When he offers me something, that's when I kind of start to get a little more serious about it and, like, you know, have conversations about I, it. I sense the word I hear, like, you're on a holding pattern. Yeah. I Yeah. yeah you're on a holding pattern. You know, yeah. it's it's something that, it's okay, God, I'm willing to do this. Yeah. I'm waiting. I heard also, I heard the word marching instructions. Yeah. Like, if you're in the military, like, okay, you're waiting to be, um, like, your, your brother going into the Navy. He's yeah. going to be boot camp and then he's going to be deployed somewhere right so you're waiting you're almost the same thing i feel like i'm in the boot camp you're in the boot yes you're in the boot camp and you're waiting for your your orders yeah to where you he's going to send you yep that's that's pretty much it you yeah. know i i yeah. don't know where i'm headed i don't know but before i left turkey um i feel like that was my aha moment mm-hmm. um i mean I, I did have previous trips before and my, my one previous trip before, but I think being in Turkey and like, as soon as I got there and we were at the park, like just looking, like finally landing after the 12 hour flight, oh, and like just finally being there. And then I like get to sit at the park with my friends and I'm like, yeah, this is, this was fun. Okay. <laughs> I'd be here again. <laughs> I would, that, I would I do mean, it again. You see, at your age, when I was your age, I should say. I was traveling around. I mean, I was up and down the East Coast. I was in Canada. I was um, early 20s. Um, I was in New York City. Yeah. You know, I mean, people like get nervous about it. I said, I was driving New York City when I was, I mean, not the buses, but, mm-hmm. you know, cars and stuff like that when I was yeah. 18 or 19 years old. Yeah. You know, it, to me, that's, you know. It, Natural. Even like the guy who's selling me the coach, he says, he, he like, he gets nervous going somewhere. And he says, not me. Yeah. I drive a coach like it was my car. Yeah. I used to freak people out going to McDonald's because they think a big group of, you know, because this is a Greyhound bus style mm. and people thought a, a big group was coming. So. No, that's funny. So, it, I mean, but I, I actually was more comfortable driving a coach so much. I, I was doing, I was doing um, security work for, for bands mm. and I was in Albany, New York and this guy wanted this car moved. It was like a $200,000 car. Oh it was a Mercedes Benz. Yeah, it could not be me. And it go, hey, who can move his car? I said, I can move it. No problem. I had no problem. He says, my bus is 300000 Yeah. He says, that's only you know a little less. Yeah. So I got in and it started talking to me. Right. The car. <laughs> that's funny. You know, so, but the thing was that I was, I what would call a natural. Mm. I mean, I haven't driven a coach. I mean, when I get my coach later this year, it will be the first time I've driven since like 1994. Mm. And I've driven buses, like school buses yeah. and other buses, but I haven't really driven a coach. Yeah. And 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 this thing is a 40-foot diesel pusher coach. Yeah. It's a bus, you know. Yeah, I'd be like riding the bike, though. Yeah. It, I, I mean, as I said, I was a natural. I used to train people. I used to be, I was certified oh. in the state of Massachusetts. 
And I had one driver, and I always tell the story many times. He's long since dead, so he can't he can't complain that I'm telling his story. <laughs> is I asked my boss if I could revoke his driver's license because oh. he was he was bad. Bad. Yeah. And then I had a girl. Um, she was 21. Um, I probably was 25 or something. And we're still friends. And she was a natural. And she helped me actually write a book on help the drivers pass their test. Oh, and fun. she was like the what do they call it? Like the not co-author, but the proofreader and stuff like that. Oh, nice. And then I said we're still friends today. You know, yeah. and then she's been she actually still working. The company has changed names, but she's still working with the company now. For well, it was I left in. Uh, I moved to Florida in 94, so she was working there, and she I I started working there at 80, 88, so she's been working there since 1988. Wow, good for her. You know, she's way up there in Sonora. I think she's probably at the top. She has to be. Oh, for sure. <laughs> because, you know, Not even driving bus anymore. Yeah, she's just sitting there. She's sitting there and stuff like that. So, so what do you, um? I mean, I know you're on a holding pattern, but what do you sense what? What are you kind of sensing? It's kind of like maybe a little bit. It's like I, I see a picture of like you're looking outside and it's cloudy. I mean, not cloudy, but foggy out. You can still some see some things, but you don't see everything in perfect detail yet. Yeah. Do you sense any of that thing going on in your life that um, there's a picture, but it's a little cloudy yeah, or a little well, foggy? I know I'm supposed to leave soon and I, I get this <laughs> like unsettling feeling because, you know, like I'm trying to be established at where I'm at, you know, with my work and mm-hmm. being living here in Florida, but also not to establish because I don't want to like have rent to do right. like at my own house and be like, Oh wait, I'm supposed to go somewhere right. else for a couple of months. And then how am I supposed to pay my rent? You know? Right. So it's a very uncomfortable like setting that I'm in. I'm trying to make the best of it. But um, before I did leave Turkey, I, it was so funny. I was sitting at the table and the way their house is set up is there's the table and then off to the side is their living room. It's like open concept kind right. of thing. So we were just, we were sitting there. I was at the table and um, the guy I was staying with, his him and his wife, he was sitting at the table and- I'm glad that you clarified Yeah, that. I don't, I don't want to make it weird. <laughs> I, yeah, I said, the guy I was with, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, he was he was sitting on the couch and we we're all just watching shows and we were talking and um, I was, I had this thought and I don't think it was my thought, but I think it was God right. speaking to me. He was like, you know, you're not going to be, cause I was about to go home and, um, he was saying you, you won't be there long, so don't mm-hmm. get too settled. And then not even, you know, before I could think my next thought, this guy right. over here, he's like, you know, you're not going to be there long. <laughs> I had a, I wanted you to tell you that cause God told me to okay. tell you that. And I was like, okay. Uh, and then I, I get confirmation. Home, right. And then I get home and my, my dad's like, yeah, you know, you're not going to be here that long. And there was a couple other people that said that too. And I was like, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Thanks. Right. <laughs> told me firsthand, but I yeah. got to. Well, it's just good. Well, it, God does that. He'll, yeah. cause he'll speak to you. You're his kid. Yeah. And he'll tell, tell you and then and then yeah. then he'll confirm it with other people yeah. and other things yeah. that you're meant to that's what I'm right. called you for. Mm. You know, I mean we all have a purpose. I, I we're not all uh, you know, people think that okay, I'm called to just go to church and go no. Yeah. We're we not all have something. We have something we just maybe not listening to God and yeah. we're choosing have not to do interests. it or we're not ready for it yet. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason. Yeah. You know. And you know, it's like, okay, we're gonna spend the rest of our life doing what we want or what God wants. Right. So yeah. you know, it's like that. So but uh Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And, and you know, as I said, you know, we could sit down here another year from now or two years from now if you're if you're around or I'm around, yes. around or if you're in the United States, I'll find you and <laughs> we can say what what God is. Well, yeah, you know, it's like if I can drive my coach there, we'll we'll meet up. Right. You know, and, right. But um, 
in closing, because um, we've been going for a good amount of time, which is good. It's the conversation has been awesome. Yeah. We have not lacked of, of words. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, from both of us, I mean, you know, you're easy to talk to, which is good. a good thing. So, good. and I keep I keep the ship going on the right direction, and I we're bringing it back and yes, forth. We but didn't get we didn't get sidetracked too bad. Too so, bad. Um, what would you say to some somebody that's listening that is you know a teenager in the twenties? Um, about hearing God, um, what would you tell them? You know, is that um, people outside? I think so. That's like a little party down there. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, what would you say to somebody that, you know, maybe is doubting the fact that they hear, they hear God? Uh, I would say you're not. Um, I think one thing I learned definitely was that God has his own timing and mm-hmm. it's not always going to line up with when you want it and you can yell and scream and kick and you right. know, whatever and, and it's just not the timing that he has and his, you have to remember that his timing is perfect mm-hmm. so as long as you keep that in mind and you i think that also comes with faith right and just just having trust and faith that he his timing is going to be perfect and whether you think it is or isn't mm-hmm. you know you can't make him say whatever you want him to say right so when he has something to tell you he'll tell you he's not not listening to you or he's not, you know, you, it's not like he can't hear you. He can hear you, but his response comes at a specific time for you to line up with his, right. His, you know, what he wants to see for okay. your life. So okay. I think that's something that's to cool. just hold on to, you know, mm-hmm. cause I've yelled and screamed at God, like, why aren't you talking to me? Why aren't you saying this and that? And why aren't you confirming these things in my life? And and then like three years down the road, he'll answer something for me. Right. And so it's because of that, that timing that he has, that he answered that for me. And I think because he answered it at that time, I, my faith builded a little bit because he didn't forget about what I had asked about him. Right. Asked for, asked him about. Right. So, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's cool. That's good. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. I, I love this. Um, what I want you to do is pray for your generation. Um, maybe, um, to open their hearts, maybe accept the fire, uh, accept, accept the call, mm-hmm. things like that. And then when you're done prayer and we say, amen, mm-hmm. then I'll just close the show and welcome and thank you and stuff like that. So let's go into just a little bit of prayer and pray for those, that, those things. All right. Uh, dear heavenly father, thank you for all the wonderful things that you have planned for us. Not just me and not just Kevin, but for the people that are listening, the people that aren't listening, Father, but all your children that you have a plan for them. Um, God, I just ask that you continue to work on their faith, continue to build their faith in you and give them people in their lives that they can um, have confirmations with and have conversations with about things that they're wondering or struggling with. Um, and God, just give them comfort during times that they feel comfortless and that they need um, affirmation. So Father, I just pray for my my generation and I ask that you continue to build the fire within their hearts and continue to pursue them, God, because they want to be pursued. And so Father, just I pray for for them and Continue to do their work and continue to do your work in their lives. And Father, I just ask for grace, I guess. I ask for, I don't know, patience, just rest assurance. Um, 
I think that's one thing that my generation can do is we can we can build relationships with each other and that is deep. And so Father, I just ask that that be, a, be something that they have with you and that continue to be strong in their lives. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Keep sensing the, the word fire. Let the fire burn and then explode in your generation. Yeah. Let it be exploding that the old folks get catch it. Yeah. You know, don't it, be don't be too troubled. Yeah, you know? that you know they they have a desire for for the presence of God. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. So, hey everybody, you've been listening to the Millennium Beat with your host Kevin James. I am here with Hannah Culver. Thank you, Hannah, yes. for being. We have had a great conversation. Everybody else, thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next week, same time and same channel. God bless. This has been a Millennium Beat production. Views and opinions of the guest aren't not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat. I want to introduce you to a new program we are starting in 2023. It is a program where people can contribute, sponsor, or become a super sponsor to help support what we do at the Millennium Beat. We are also developing a partner program to help reach our goals of reaching people. More information will be on our website where you can fill out a form to become a sponsor or partner and make payments directly to us from our website.